You know what this means. It <laughs> simply means salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It's another edition with your boys on the faction, and I'm not by myself. No, 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 never for this show. I have the one wearing the Bullet Club shirt. He is known as the father of Jackson and Joyce, also the valedictorian and the founder, Mr. GB. Oh, Villain Club. My Villain Club. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah. Representing for the villain, Marty Skrull. I was watching something from him last night on what was supposed to be the go-home edition of uh, NWA Power. It was NWA Superpower before the Crockett Cup that we were supposed to go to. Um, we so they finally aired that. Yeah, they finally aired that on uh, NWA, and uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. But, yeah, hey, happy yeah, Thursday. Marty Scurll. All the way live. Listen, we're like Marty Scurll. He was one of the hottest free agents. I think the faction is one of the hottest shows in all of professional wrestling Agreed. when it comes to podcast. And yeah. now we're video. Yeah, it's a cool thing. And, you know, for those who've been with us on the so journey. People, go ahead. Can you hear me? No, no, no. Listen, the, 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 I, I can definitely hear you. Now we sound like Teddy Riley and Babyface. Uh, <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, but for people that have joined us <laughs> That's hilarious. on the journey, uh, our show started out being audio. Yes. Way back when you allowed myself and the third member, Brandon Clack, to join you on the journey of discussing professional wrestling. Yes. And now here we are. You know, it's incredible to watch just the growth. It kind of reminds me of AEW, NXT, you know, watching them yeah. from their infancy to where they are now. It's an absolutely amazing thing. And so it's been fun to watch us, you know, of course, in audio format on Bonnerfide Radio, progress to where we are now. And here we are uh, some four years later. Now we are live and direct to you via video. You can see us. Shout out to everybody who is uh, joining in and getting ready to comment. We've got a very fun night planned for you as we talk about all things pro wrestling. But first, man, how's your week been? My week has been good. It's been a little bit rainy here in San Antonio, but it's been a good week overall. I did watch Money in the Bank on Sunday. I know we're going to talk about that. I did watch mm -hmm. AEW and NXT. I know we're going to talk about that. Oh, you're super but overall, prepared. it's been a good week. Oh, I'm, I'm super prepared. You guys missed it. We had a Quinetta sighting on the faction before we started. Mm -hmm. uh, GB actually had she found the Fountain of Youth. Uh, she has, I look more like I've been through a Hell in the Cell match. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Hilarious, man. Well, I'm doing good. Of course, we're still staying in place, even though a lot of Georgia is trying to reopen. We are going to stay right here and do our thing until we know we have the all clear and everything is good. So, so basically, you won't be going out? Not anytime soon. Not unless at least we know things are safe. And if I'm going out, I'm going to be fully masked, going to have gloves. I'm going to be just ready i just can't afford to to get sick we got too much to do we can't do the faction while we're we, sick. we got too much to do listen shout out ronnell tinsley who's watching right now donald e hurdle one of the best bass players slash singers i've ever met in my that's life that's a and bad boy, boy right wrestling. there he's a, that's bad, a bad boy and he knows his wrestling too i saw oh, yeah. him at a wedding one day he didn't want to talk music he wanted to talk wrestling <laughs> Funny enough, I saw him at a wedding a couple of years ago. It was the same thing, man. It was beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, man. He knows Absolutely. he knows what it is. Well, listen. Let's jump you, in. 
let's jump in. If you guys uh, have not already joined us before on our podcast and things of that nature, it's super easy to do. Of course, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Of course, you can subscribe to our podcast. Our audio podcasts are available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. And we've got some new things that we're cooking up, as you can see. Of course, you can check out the last Ooh, couple uh. of weeks of shows ha, 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 uh, here on Facebook Live. And uh, again, some cool things, new things are coming. So you got to stay connected to all things related to the faction. So with that said, let's jump in because there's a lot to talk about. And quite frankly, I've been waiting since Sunday night to connect with you to talk about money in the bank. The WWE presented their latest money in the bank pay-per-view <laughs> this past Sunday. Uh, you could argue for the first time ever, it was from two locations, both the WWE performance. Two locations. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of got a WrestleMania two feel to it um, from the performance center. And of course, the WWE corporate headquarters where we saw the, for the first time ever, the men's and women's money in the bank ladder match happened simultaneously as they battled from the uh, ground yeah. floor all the way to the top to go and climb the ladder, retrieve the briefcase, and uh, win money in the bank. So let's talk about this pay-per-view, uh, and I guess particularly the men's and women's ladder matches. What are your thoughts uh, on this? Because it was, as they said, the most unique money in the bank ladder matches we've ever seen. It was absolutely unique, and I'm sure people like a Kimberly Beasley, I know Mark Graham turned in and watched the money in the bank, and of course, Donald E. Hurdle, who just wrote to us, I'd love to be a correspondent, we can get Donald on the show. You know uh, what? I know they that. watched like we did. Yeah, yeah. We need to make it happen. Here's a thing. Yes, it was different that we had ladder matches. You have to win one ladder match for the men on the other. It definitely was different. Like I said in last week's show, it was full Drake. Started from the bottom, now we're here. It was also very Atlanta, money in the bank, shorty, what you drink. So, with that being said, I thought it was in, uh, intentionally innovative. Now, I did not like the entire thing, but I, listen, who, who, who am I? Brandon J. Clack said his entire family was intrigued by it. He said they were sitting on the proverbial edge of their couches, as he said, mm -hmm. uh, watching every ounce of the show. I thought it was a little gimmicky until they went to Vince McMahon's office. Mm -hmm. And we saw Vince in jeans, might I add, which, I mean, you can count on one hand how many times we've seen Vinnie Mac in jeans. Right. Vince in jeans. And they put his chairs back. Now, many people don't know. The reason why they put his chairs back is because Vince is a stickler. If you meet in my office, leave it the way you found it. Right. So there's Vince. He has to put the chairs back. Needless to say, they had a decent showing, and they ended it by giving one of the money in the bank briefcases to Otis. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. But mm. they gave it to Otis. I don't even know what to think about that. I love the fact of Oscar uh, getting getting the well. We'll go to it later, but winning the briefcase. Mm -hmm. uh, but Otis, I mean, what what, what is he going to challenge for the tag belts? Well, you know, I've actually heard a rumor that he is. What's he going to do? What he going to do? I heard a rumor that he oh, could God. very well uh, challenge oh, for the tag belts, which I think just completely destroys the idea of Money in the Bank. I don't understand it. Um, I will say this. I'm, I'm very concerned 
about what's going on with uh, money in the bank. I'm super concerned about it because to me, it just doesn't make sense that you would do some of the crazy things that they did. I, I will say this. It's already an untraditional match as it is. To turn it into kind of a uh, cinematic kind of match, it has its pluses and minuses. And uh, I had a hard time with it, to be honest with you. I had a really hard time with it. And I've been a fan of the movie matches, by and large. I didn't really get into it until about halfway through. Um, some of the things were kind of hokey. You know, uh, uh, Dana Brooke in the, 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 the boardroom, reaching up and grabbing the briefcase, and then Stephanie comes Yeah, and, that and, was a little hokey. hokey that was a little hokey. You know? uh, now, I will say this. Of all of the women, I was totally cool with Oscar winning. I felt like this is an opportunity for her to get back to the Oscar we knew in NXT, um, who was absolutely dominant. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, since they yeah. weren't doing her right in the tag team situation, putting her in this scenario makes Sense. Well, they tried to kill her tag team partner with putting her in the ring with Nia Jax, yes. who Nia has injured everybody she's gotten in the ring with, just putting the full weight of her intentionality now, on now him. Here, and so there she is. You can't what? say stuff like that. Oh, my God. It is the entire truth. She tried to kill that girl. They that wait upon Nia shall not renew their strength. Okay? <laughs> That's how I feel strength, about dare that. I say. Yeah shall lose their strength, shall we say. And here's what, listen, I'm reading the chats right now. Someone just wrote a failed food fight. Uh, <sighs> and, and, and so uh, Ron L. Tinsley said he's an Otis Mark. Boo you, Ron L. And then I have... Uh, <laughs> Don't you boo uh, my cousin. Listen, listen, two bodies were thrown off of the roof. Now, listen, I'm sitting here in my loft doing the show from a different location now. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid to jump to the next floor. You mean they threw, we saw manslaughter, so, okay? But this is what I was worried about, right? So there were there were so many. The Baron about, Corbin should be locked up. Baron Corbin should be locked up, uh, but he should have been locked up before Money in the Bank ever happened. That's the first thing. But on top of that, you have this situation. Baron Corbin where, is missing. <laughs> here's, Just here's, go. Here's the problem. The problem is Baron Corbin. Corbin throwing them over the roof. They did not take advantage of that shot because if you're throwing somebody off the roof, there should have been another shot from the other side watching them fly over. Instead, they just. Allah Austin Rock. Austin, Austin Rock. And even like what they did with uh, Hogan and the Giant years ago, we got to see this body falling. We didn't see anybody falling. And quite frankly, if you listen to it, they hit the ground too fast. So you knew it wasn't a 10-story drop, you know? And then on top right. of it, both Aleister Black and Rey Mysterio show up the next night ready to wrestle. Yeah. Come on. Unharmed. 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 You just fell six Who's feet off the top of the building. You have no bumps, no bruises, no nothing. Come on, man. Bischoff. Bischoff would have never let this happen. No, <laughs> no. And then on top of that, you have – AJ Styles, you have just all of these amazing wrestlers. And who wins it? The guy who doesn't climb the ladder. How do you not climb the ladder Otis. and still win the match? Otis, I think, I think it was terrible on WWE. I thought it was the, a terrible ending to what could have been a great match. I think Otis will challenge for the tag team titles. And I, I think that it is going to be uh, different. It's going to be historic. They're definitely going to cash in. But what a waste of
of a moment, Otis. What a true waste of a moment. It could have been a contender. Yeah, I, I agree. A, a complete waste of a moment. And I think it's going to be an unsuccessful cash-in if they're cashing in against the New Day. I don't think it's going to work. It's not a good move. Oh, I agree with that. Oh, I definitely agree with that. But for whatever reason, that. people like Otis. So go figure. So if we're following the train of that night, that night also saw the premiere of The Undertaker, The Last Ride, a five-part documentary giving us you know, our first ever behind-the-scenes look at Mark Calloway as The Undertaker, really giving an opportunity for us to see what he's gone through in the last three years. As many have asked the question, will he hang it up? Will he retire? What did you think about The Last Ride, Chapter One? It's honest. It's very honest. Yes. You see a man who's conflicted. You see a man who has been at the height of many wrestling moments. Many call him uh, the greatest single WWE performer ever and so you see him you see the humanity of undertaker something we've never seen this is a man who has not been on camera at any of the hall of fames right. uh he's not shown himself he does not do fan appearances we saw him last year at ed young's church doing an interview and a few other interviews while he was a free agent vince mcmahon quickly uh fixed that right but it, it's it's different seeing the man but don't get me wrong he, well, Brandon Clyde brought this to our attention. He said this follows the trait of the last dance with Michael Jordan. It does. Michael, Jeff Friedman, showing how he thought, his work ethic, what he was thinking in prime moments. That's what we're seeing with me, Mark Callis, of, oh, and shall I say, The Undertaker still. Yeah. You, you know, I want to ask you this question. Um, do you think that this documentary will take away from the mystique of The Undertaker? No, no. I think we already know that he can't do what we thought he could do. Movie matches and matches with guys like an AJ Styles or Chris Jericho are probably the best route. You can't put him in there with someone who's not a worker. God, for, God forbid they put him in with Otis or something. So I think that his legacy is already cemented. This is just giving us what we all want at the end of a person who's great life. At the end of Muhammad Ali's life, we just want to know the man. At the end of Michael Jordan's life, we just want to know the man. At the end of Kobe Bryant, we just don't want to know the man. This is the moment that after we brought into your brand and we brought into your mystique, we simply want to know the man. Well, I'll tell you, I have been wildly impressed with what I have seen with The Undertaker, uh, The Last Ride. It's been incredible. Um, that was only part one. Part two is coming up this Sunday on the WWE Network, and uh, I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be amazing uh, to see. And with The uh, Last yeah. Dance getting ready to end uh, very, very soon, because I think chapters nine and ten are coming it's... up this week, this is good timing for WWE. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. shout out Mark Graham who said it only gains higher level of respect. I totally agree with that. Yeah, it does. It gains a higher level of respect, um, particularly when you hear the humanity of him saying, I can't work a full schedule. I don't know who I am. Seeing him being, and, and, and can we just stop and say, he does not remember WrestleMania 30. I don't know how much I believe that. I, uh, I have I, I've, I've not believed that. Well, you were in the building, so you could send something else. Even when he said it to Austin, I wonder if it was uh, a bunch of baloney. Uh, Paul Heyman has had his idea 
of what, which is kind of close. He said, what if Brock Lesnar knocked Undertaker out? And we know Brock can do that. Yeah. So we just, uh, we don't know. I just remember that night seeing him in the match and there was a point where he became very lethargic and it was just like, something's not right with him. And um, yeah. I think one thing we, we don't really know. I mean, we've never been in the ring, but we do know that there are certain things that after you've done it for a while, you can do it without thinking. You know, sometimes we drive home without even realizing how we got home because we've done it so much. So it is possible that he could have just, you know, willed himself to finish the match and not know what was happening. I don't know, but uh, it's a scary thought. We'll get part two coming up this Sunday for sure. So if we're following again the WWE train, what we're following now is what happened Monday night on Raw when we knew that the women's champion Becky Lynch would indeed confront the winner of the Money in the Bank ladder match. The winner was Asuka. She comes out to the ring and tells us, or first of all, she's carrying the Money in the Bank briefcase. We don't fully know what's happening. To discover inside the, the uh, briefcase was indeed the women's championship. Asuka didn't fight for the contract. She fought for the title. She's the new champion. And while she's going to be a warrior, Becky Lynch is going to be a mother. What are your thoughts on uh, the pregnancy of Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins? Becky two belts has turned into Belky one Becky one kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it, it's it, it, it's tough to see the man turn into the mom. Shout out to WWE on having those t-shirts ready. Uh, they knew people would want those immediately. Uh, man, you know who who am I to crap on the opportunity for Becky Lynch to have a kid with Seth Rollins? Clearly, this kid is going to be a wrestler. This is going to be the next Dustin, the next Cody, the next Barry Window next Randy Orton, next Rock, if you will, uh, with all intents and purposes, prayerfully not the next Ted DiBiase Jr. Um, I, I, I said what I said. Or the next uh, Bo Dallas. Oh, the good, good Lord, the next Bo Dallas. <laughs> so what, what I'm thinking is I'm excited for Becky. I do feel like this puts the women's wrestling movement in jeopardy with Charlotte focusing her attention on NXT, which it sounds like she may be there for a while unless they call her back up. We've already lost uh, the traitor, Ronda Rousey. Thank God she's gone. And now we've lost Becky two belts. Well, and so I want to ask this question because I think this is uh, an important question. For one, what do you think the legacy now of Becky Lynch becomes because the way she talked Monday night, it does not look like certainly she'll be back anytime soon. That's one thing. Um, and oh, I no, know no, no. some people were talking about, I know we heard from Josh Spilly who was just like, it sounds like a retirement speech. Well, she's it, a mom. It quite could be. It, you know, she, she went and said, be. I'll miss everybody. And uh, I detailed uh, earlier this week about the, the real challenges when you go through of the mothers or those who have been wrestlers in WWE who got pregnant, yeah. they did not really have much of a wrestling career post-pregnancy. So here's my question. Not many people. If not you, many. Not many. If, if you watch Edge and his wife in their documentary, you see that having a family takes a toll on your ability to have a full-time wrestling schedule. And there is the, the more, uh, the, 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 uh, the toughness of being a mother. 
mm-hmm. and being gone so much as Renee Young has shown us. So uh, pose your question. I'll dive in, and I'm eager to hear what the people watching have to say as well. Well, here's my question. My question to you is, if this is it for Becky Lynch, uh, what do you think her legacy will be? And should she be mentioned on with the women's wrestling Mount Rushmore? <laughs> yeah. Um, slow down. Slow down. Well, let's you talk about that legacy first. Fast. Let's talk about that nope. legacy first. Becky, Becky, Becky will be known as the woman who took it into her own hands to create something on Twitter that could not be stopped on camera. The greatest thing to happen to Becky was getting her nose broken by Nia Jax on live television, knowing where the hard cam was and giving it all the goods. Uh, Am I going to call her one of the greatest of all time? I can't do that. I just can't. Nothing in in me a lot because we have the likes of as much as you don't like, people don't like her, a fabulous moolah. People don't like moolah nowadays, but you can't. Moolah was great. Uh, Charlotte's greatest female wrestler to ever put on a pair of trunks. So I don't know if Becky is in that five. I don't think we've saw the end of Becky, but I think we've saw the end of Becky for quite some time. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I'm not sure, you know, again, what uh, the pattern that other wrestlers have taken, like a karma, uh, you know, who, AKA Awesome Kong, whose WWE career ended, and we did not see her again for years Man. until AEW. Man. And if we're completely and, and, honest, and, and, and AEW, she was a bad girl. Oh, my gosh. She was, she was supposed to be the most dominant women's champion WWE had ever seen, just based on her Easily. work in TNA. Easily. Easily. But she had a baby. She ended up doing Glow, and now she's in AEW. And, again, that's kind of sparingly. You know, take a look at Brie Bella. Brie Bella went off, got pregnant, maybe came back for one or two matches, and then retired. You know, look at um, uh, Maurice, you know, the Miz's wife, who was a former women's champion, has not wrestled since having a baby. I think what we have to understand, and sometimes as men, it's hard to understand this, because as men, if we have children, we likely can still go back to work. You know, we're back there immediately. We're back there soon. For women, it's a completely different thing. And I think that, you know, when you look at the joy that Becky has in being pregnant, this is something oh, she's man. always wanted, you know? Listen, she was she was super it, man. She was super duper excited. And who are we to stand away that? As a matter of fact, I think Ray Mysterio looked at Seth and said, Congratulations. Seth wasn't ready for that. No, he Seth wasn't. was in full Messiah mode, and you saw his eyes like, uh, what do I do with my hands? Right. <laughs> so so uh, I'm eager to see how long he's there. We're already missing Roman. Clearly, yeah. Seth's going to need some time out. We all know that Dean took his ball and left to Florida, so we're both teams are in Florida now. Well, but, So we'll see what happens. And it is super interesting because at the end of the day, my understanding is that neither you know, Seth will not be punished if he obviously takes time away. Uh, to be with Becky. And the other thing this is interesting is in this this coronavirus situation, he might have to leave even earlier than planned because you don't want to. He may have been done on the way he got beat up on, on Monday. That may be it for him. Well, but he did his own set of beating up on Monday. I don't think he's done by any stretch of the imagination. He put the boots to Rey Mysterio. So 
I mean, Ray Mysterio, I mean, that that's like me playing basketball against Bill Russell right now. I'd run oh, circles gosh. around him. Oh, my God. He's old. I dunk on Bill Russell. He's not who he used to be. That's for sure. Okay, quickly, uh, let's dig into last night, NXT, AEW. Both of them had really solid shows last night. Of course, AEW is getting ready for Double or Nothing, which happens next Saturday. At first, we thought it wasn't going to happen, but it is going to happen, not in Vegas. Mike Tyson's Double or Nothing. Watch your mouth. Well, and so let's talk about this, right? NXT had their own announcement last night with the announcement of NXT TakeOver In Your House, 25 years since the original In Your House pay-per-view. Now they're bringing that pay-per-view back for June. Meanwhile, AEW is throwing an interesting wrench in there uh, with Mike Tyson now being a part of what's happening with Double or Nothing. What are your thoughts, man? They're playing chess. There's a chess match going on between Cody Rhodes and Triple H. And trust me and believe that Mike Tyson is a big pawn in all of this. Mike Tyson, who came to wrestling fame when he was on the side of DX, but then knocked out Shawn Michaels, uh, you know, in I think Harlem was somewhere around close by. So it seems like Mike Tyson in his new comeback, looking as great as Mike looks, wants to come back and be on Team WWE. But Cody and Tony Khan called first or sent the higher check. And Mike Tyson, who we've always known for WWE connection, along with Floyd Money Mayweather, is now going to AEW to be a part of Double or Nothing. And what city are they going to be in? I don't know. Where are they going to be? They're going to be in Florida, I'm assuming. They said at first Las Vegas, but now they're probably going to be in Florida. Mike Tyson lives in Las Vegas, so it's not shocking. I wonder how long this conversation's been going on. Maybe NXT will get Evander Holyfield, who also looked at a camera recently and said, I'm back, which I don't believe he's back. Uh, I don't think he should ever be back. Um, (laughs) But Mike Tyson with AEW, listen. This is game-changing because AEW has a great card. They're walking into it with a hot streak, great ratings, great show this past week. Tell me you weren't hyped when Cody ran that doggone truck. With oh, yeah. That truck, I'm sure you've seen up close in person. Mm-hmm. He ran that truck into the guardrail. In yeah. other words, to say, hey, Austin, I'm looking like you. So Cody just knows what he's doing, but Triple H is no slouch because this is definitely chess. Let me say this. I think it's very interesting the move that AEW pulled specifically with Mike Tyson because you mentioned the history lesson. The other side of that history lesson is this. When Mike Tyson showed up for WrestleMania 14, Kevin Sullivan said to Eric Bischoff, "Uh uh-oh, we're in trouble. And I sense that this is another uh uh-oh, we're in trouble move. Think about it. You, You nailed it when you said that Mike Tyson has not been associated with any other wrestling organization besides WWE. No, 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 no. Until now. So this is a really big move. And to me, and I know if Clack were here, he would remind us that AEW is showing us the power of the Attitude Era because you would see yeah. the, the, the truck coming in. AEW is showing us the power. of Just like Austin. You see me? Yeah, he, no, that crap. he's probably watching from some undisclosed location wishing he could hop on and say some things. But here's the hey, dude, listen, man. I, I do feel like this. I think this is a power move, a very smart move. And quite frankly, the truck coming in, the really edgy moves of Jake the Snake last week. Ah! With the, you know, first of all, 
that that promo that Brandy cut was amazing. Then the very good, very good back was amazing. And then him pretty much saying, "Hey, listen, women should sit home and be barefoot and pregnant." Highly controversial, very attitude era esque. I think the attitude era, and it's funny because Brandon won't watch AEW. But if you want your your attitude era fix, that's where it is right now. It is. That's why it's AEW, Attitude Entertainment Wrestling. <laughs> they have attitude, they entertain, and it's wrestling. The Attitude Era is back. Jake the Snake is unleashed and unlocked. This thing is going crazy. They don't wrestle behind the same PG-13 rules that WWE and all of its stockholders find themselves in. No, yeah. Tony Khan and Cody Rose are playing for keeps. Yeah, it's a, very, it's a very big situation. So shout out to AEW. Can't wait to see what they do next week. And then, of course, we're getting ready for Double or Nothing. So before we close out, we have asked our faction followers and faction faithful to send us some questions that they have. And if you've got questions for us, you can certainly type them right now. Uh, in our chat there and let us know we're going to try to get to as many of them as we can because there are a lot of questions uh, from a lot of places now we asked our Facebook uh, and Instagram followers to shoot us some questions so we've got some on Instagram the first one is coming from uh, our good friend Mike Dixon aka at Mike Wright who says uh, who would you push in the women's division now that the face of the division is gone and can Shayna recover from her terrible booking? So, who would you push right now as the new face of the women's division now that Becky Lynch is gone? I actually, believe it or not, and you and John Murray are not going to like this, I'd push Tamina. Here's the reason why. We are missing out on an opportunity to have Samoans run wild over WWE. But they're not going to do it. You want to know why they're not going to do it? Because how do you have the Bullet Club and not do anything Bullet-esque? So they're not going to do it. I would take Tamina. I'd put her on a hot streak. I would have her not talking. I would have her just running through everybody. Quick matches. She could be the face of this thing. Uh, she, I, I don't want it to get any lawsuits or any mail. I'd have her hit the gym a little bit. So that way she's a little bit more mobile. For mobile. So she's more mobile. But she's more mobile. Got, but she's so she's more mobile. It's her knees that are the issues. There, the, well, there's a reason feet. why she has knee. Oh. There's a reason why she has knee issues. See? She has knee issues because she has knee issues. Oh my so God. if she hits Planet Fitness a little bit, uh, look a little less Nia Jax-esque, then I would, I would give her the title and let her see what she can do with it. Okay. Okay. I personally would push Bianca Belair. I think this is the opportunity to get a fresh face in front of people. Bianca Belair was so ready in NXT. I think people loved her. She has the personality. She has the grit. She has all of those types of things that would work. And I think giving her the rocket ship right now would be amazing. Think of the cool matches you could have right now on Raw or SmackDown if you have uh, right now her doing her thing right now. So I, I say Bianca Belair uh, should get the push. Now, he also asked about Shayna Baszler. Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. Oh. I, let's talk about Shayna, no eyebrows, Baszler. <laughs> Can Shayna recover from her terrible booking is his question. Uh, yes, she can. Mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler is believable right now. Yeah, You can put the strap on her right now, and I totally believe 
that she can whoop every woman there and uh, twice on Sunday, in and the words she, of Jimmy Cornette. And I'll say this. I think already she's starting to make a turn with uh, the horrible things that she had to say about Becky and the baby. Uh, you're making us hate you very easily. So I think she's going to be just fine. Easily. Um, Easily. So we got a question from uh, Ronell Tinsley. He says, quote, I've talked about uh, I've talked down about AEW's women's division uh, through most of the fall and winter. During the interim times, there's been some new additions and a new champion crowned. Now that it looks like we're getting the full women's roster back, who do you see vying for a shot at Nyla Rose? Oh, well, we know it ain't uh, Brandy Rose. <laughs> we uh, do know that. We, we, we do know that. Listen, you have your pick. Let's, you have Britt Baker, Penelope Ford. Uh, is it Riho? Yes. Who's the first? She was the first champion. Right, exactly. So it could be a pick of the litter. The thing about AEW women is you could actually put the title on any of them right now because their story's not been written. And they're still in the midst of writing their story. And believe it or not, these aren't just uh, uh, models dressed up as wrestlers. Some of these women have paid their dues on the indie circuit, and they could actually go. I will say this. You can put your money or you put, put the belt on any of them, but I will say this. I do see with the women's division, they are missing the best parts of doing house shows, which is time. Yeah. I would agree. And I think that the pandemic has had a bit of an impact on the women's division there as well. Um, I, like, I like Chris Statlander. I think she's got the goods. I think they need to give her uh, an opportunity. But I do agree with your point that all of them have stories that haven't been told yet. Um, I'd like to see yeah. Big Swole get a push. Uh, that's the wife Big of uh, nice. Cedric Alexander. She is dope. Yes. She's got the goods. Again, this is part of the problem of the pandemic when you have such a young women's division young in terms of experience uh they don't get the opportunity to get the reps to get the timing and uh to again go up against right now nxt women's nxt's women's division which is the best women's division in pro wrestling right now hands down so it's a tough moment there maybe chris that maybe chris Statlander could, could maybe she can get her former trainer kurt hawkins a job with aew maybe she can get pull some uh, strings for <sighs> do they need kurt hawkins right now though probably not I don't think they do, but not at all. No, not, not at, all. at all. So we got one more question to feel. Not at all. And that's this. Um, of course, uh, earlier this week, Sami Zayn was stripped of the Intercontinental Championship and a tournament will be going down tomorrow <sighs> on SmackDown to crown the champion. We've got a comment here from uh, Carol Reed who asks this. He says, I'd love to see Cesaro or Shinsuke get the title. But I also think this will be a great opportunity for a superstar who hasn't had a singles title run yet, like Shorty G or Drew Gulak. He wants to know, who would the faction choose as Intercontinental Champion if you could only choose someone on the SmackDown brand who has not won a singles championship? Who? Uh, believe it or not, I'm going with uh, Xavier Wood. But he's injured. When he comes back, I'm going with Xavier Wood. He can talk. He can wrestle. He's never had a singles belt. I mean, I know right now he's he's on lockdown like an Alberto Del Rio record. But I'm just saying, he is going to be one of the best guys. You keep the tag titles on Kofi and Big E, and you give Xavier Wood, who's the younger version of them, an indie push. 
So I'm going to go with uh, something interesting. Um, right now, of course, you know, King Corbin from SmackDown is heading to Raw for a match against Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre on Monday night. I would bring over from Monday Night Raw either Angel Garza or Austin Theory and let them run Austin the Theory. And I think Austin Theory would probably be the guy. Angel Garza was a, a, a cool cruiserweight champion for a hot second, but I think Austin Theory has the goods. He's a former star at SHW, a former Evolve champion, a guy who got really kicked into WrestleMania by some unique yeah. circumstances. But, hey, you're at WrestleMania. He's proven he's gotten the goods, and I think he'd be a great guy to carry the Intercontinental Championship and be a great introduction to the uh, fans of the WWE on the main roster. Shout out Austin Theory, ranked number 80 in the PWI out of 500 wrestlers last year, 22 years old, from Georgia, definitely has the goods. Former National Championship Wrestling Pete State Wrestling Alliance Champion, World Wrestling Network, WWA4, and Extreme Wrestling Alliance Champion. He definitely has the goods, knows the stuff for the young guy, 22. He is the real deal. Do we have any questions that are coming out of our, our Facebook chat room? If so, I'm not going to pay attention to them because... <laughs> Why um, would you do that to them? Because it's not worth anything. Oh uh, Donald Hurdle said may maybe uh, Tamina, Shayna, Oscar, Sasha. Those are good. He said Nikki Cross, question mark. Eh, I don't uh, think Nikki Cross is ready on a singles push. I think uh, in her what happened to? He said what happened to both Kongs? Both. Awesome Kong. And maybe he's talking about another Kong. Maybe he's talking about King Kong Bundy. Oh, God. Well, Awesome Kong, of course, is in AEW. And, you know, I think Awesome Kong – I think what we have to remember is this. Awesome Kong has been wrestling for 20 years at this point. Um, Absolutely. And so 20 years, you have to kind of ask yourself, what is there for me to accomplish? And uh, he may be talking about uh, there was another Kong there in AEW. It looked like over the summer they were getting ready to battle. Uh, and then they, you know, that kind of fell apart. I just think this. I think, again, you know, when you are older in the business, and this is not a knock on being older, it is to say if you have given 20 years to the business, you, staff, you have to start asking yourself, what's left for me to accomplish? What's left right. for me to do? And in her case, is the AEW Women's Championship enough to decide to go out there every week and battle for it? Personally, I think she'd be great to defeat Nyla Rose um, for a lot of reasons. I think that would be wonderful to see. Well, well, if we're looking at what happened with uh, with uh, the other Kong, Asia Kong blew out her knee in December ah. and had to have surgery. And but let's not forget this: Asia Kong is 49 years old. This is what I'm saying. That's a lot of miles for wrestling. Yeah, and again, at that, and not a, definitely not a knock for age, but any athlete at 49 with a blown out knee, it's going to be very difficult for you to come back. One quick thing before you go, since you mentioned age and uh, challenges, the word on the street is that Sting is no longer under contract with WWE. And so- Could we see- the Stinger in AEW. You know, I, what do you think? Do you think that's a possibility? If there's anybody he'd wrestle, he'd wrestle Chris Jericho. He'd do it. Or Cody Rhodes. They'd, they'd take care of him. I, I think he would do it. It would sadden me if Vince it, couldn't it, secure it. Instead of sabotage Seth. Well, it, it would sadden me if Vince couldn't give us the one match we always wanted that we never got. 
Sting and The Undertaker. I want a movie wow. match for them at WrestleMania. It should be the way that they go. But for whatever reason, uh, that's not happening right now. So here's my thought. Um, I, again, I'd love to see it happen. I don't know if Sting needs to be in a ring anymore. But if he's going to be, let it be against The Undertaker. Those are my thoughts. As the Beatles said, let it be. Let it be. Well, with that said, we're going to wrap up. I hope you guys have enjoyed this very special live edition of The Faction right here on Facebook Live. We have enjoyed you coming to hang out with us. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. Instagram at I am Courtney Beard. Courtney Beard on Facebook. Let's chat. And of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied. Follow us uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Uh, also, quick programming note, um, we have launched the SHW podcast, the official Southern Honor Wrestling Podcast. SHW, this is our wrestling podcast. Uh, episode two drops tomorrow on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Southern Honor Wrestling. And tomorrow night, we'll be talking to the killer weight, Joe black it's gonna be amazing Ooh. i can't wait for that conversation so uh make sure you join us tomorrow night 6 p.m eastern on our southern honor wrestling page and if you haven't done so you know already, joe black's a friend of mine is he now yeah i gave him a little money to take care of some light work for me put him through a glass window oh a one william huckabee yeah uh, i think that's his name yeah, so I'm trying to be very careful in mentioning Huckabee's name. So with that said, if you haven't done so already, click the like button on our Faction Show page here on Facebook. And listen, I think we'll do it again next week. Did you like this? Love this. Love I think this. We'll be back here again next week. Mark it on your calendar to join us here next week for another edition of The Faction. Until then, it's your man G, rep represent for my good brother Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack. We are The Faction. I'm